Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 17, A Hard Day's Night. So what happened in this episode is the family went to England and they visited their grandparents. Yes. And Perry and Dr. D, Dr. D went to an evil convention and Perry turned make disguised himself as one of the evil guys dr wexler yeah he's not a platypus no No, not a platypus he has a mustache and everything he's not a platypus i think just right off the top it's important to mention the they mentioned they visited the fletchers uh this would be lawrence's parents yeah and they have a slew of guest stars on this to to void do those voices. So Grandma Fletcher is voiced by Jane Carr, who I vaguely recognize, but she's a well-known British actress. But more of a big deal is Grandpa Fletcher is voiced by Malcolm McDowell, which is crazy to me that Malcolm McDowell would do uh, a cartoon, a kid's cartoon on Disney. Now, it's a little less crazy later on when it's a big deal, but this is very early in the run of the show, only the 10th episode. So uh, that's that's a pretty impressive get. But then what's personally cool to me is that the butler, whose name is Stubbings, is voiced by Tim Curry. And I've loved Tim Curry since uh, seeing him in Clue. I basically just love him in Clue. Basically, I just love the movie Clue. I highly recommend it. But he plays the butler in Clue. How many times are you going to say Clue? (laughs) I have no clue. So, yes, this episode has the first appearance of Grandma and Grandpa Fletcher. We see them at least a couple more times in the future. And there was a song in this episode. Um, The Black Knight of... Uh... (laughs) The Black Knight of Worcestershire. Some call it Worcestershire. So it's, but it's Worcestershire, which is a kind of sauce. Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. This, and while we're on the topic of the Black Knight, the name of this episode is A Hard Day's Night. That is an obvious reference to the classic Beatles song, also called A Hard Day's Night, but this Hard Day's Night is spelled with a K. Okay. Oh, that rhymed. Yes. This time on the formula, we got 6.5 out of 10. And what we missed was what you doing because they're in England. Obviously. The jingle because they're also in England. And Kirsty Perry the platypus because I can't say they're in England. Right, yeah, but he at the point where he was being ejected from the giant robot, he was less upset with Perry the Platypus and more upset with the helpful computer voice saying that he should have packed a parachute. Well, he also should have... There's also a self-destruct, which he also adds on his nators. Yes, that is so, that's true. It, that's right in keeping. Proud. Right in keeping. And he the, the half comes from him not saying, Ah, Perry the Platypus. But instead, just saying, Perry the platypus. But we'll get into that quote when we get into our favorite moments, I feel quite sure. Any other observations about this episode, Callie? Um, 
Not really. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite episodes, but it did have... My uh, favorite episodes in season four. Yes. But it did have a lot of good lines. Let's start with uh, Callie, your third favorite bit of the episode. When he was lo- trying to go into the, the convention, they gave him like his little like ID, and it said, note. This is, this is Perry you're talking about, Yes. Right? Note, not a platypus. Yes. I had to point that out to Dad. And again, he was wearing his little, uh, his little glasses and mustache disguise. I'm pretty sure we see that disguise show up again later. A bit later in that scene there at the convention, he, Dr. D thinks that he is this Dr. Wexler, his, somebody he, he uh, really likes. And so he wants him to do a reading from his book. And Perry starts sweating. He has got the book open. And then all of a sudden, he starts reading. And it was, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, I didn't realize Perry could actually talk. But then, of course, he doesn't actually talk. He's just playing a recording. And then it just starts glitching out. And that's your number three and my number two. My number two is when it starts saying spec, 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 spec. And he has to hit it with a book. I don't remember you saying spec so many times. <laughs> that whole sequence again. And it was right after that when he Perry realizes, well, the jig is up. So he pulls off his his disguise and dr d is like dr wexler you're a platypus and so then perry just very slowly with his eyes slitted puts his hat on perry the platypus oh yeah uh, my favorite author has also teal skin and a beaver tail <laughs> yeah they don't seem to yeah they don't seem to notice that we had a conversation about that when we were talking about, uh, what was it, Gitchy Gitchy Goo episode, yeah. where where he wore a similar disguise that the mom, Linda, bought into. Well, for my second favorite bit earlier in, earlier in the episode, after they did the Black Knight of Worcestershire, some say it's Worcestershire. I'd say it. Um, he, Grandpa, I don't say Grandpa it. Fletcher said... There were some uh, some statues that said, "Here, here are here he is going the Black Knight with his hounds of heck." They repeated that a half a dozen times, going off to face the dragon, and then he pans over, and here is the disastrous results. And it shows Yet. it shows the knight on a spit with the dragon. I think he got a <laughs> knife and fork, uh, getting ready to getting ready to eat him after he's roasted him. Ah, uh, yes. Saying heck is not as bad, Disney Channel, than what you're actually trying to mean. Yes, obviously that's a reference to a to a stronger phrase that might be more common. Callie, what is your favorite? My favorite is my brave fire. Then I just start screaming. Oh, I didn't realize that was your number one. <laughs> I told you it. That is also my number one. Because, Twins. Because. Uh, you know, and even though normally I just am you providing a clip of Ferb, Ferb's line, which we'll get to, uh, this line is just too good. I can't duplicate it, so I'll just play it. Mind breathes! Ah! That was a stupid design. Flip! <laughs> 
bugs me is when <laughs> they like make the character go bald off of their fire the fire yeah. and then they just add the hair back it's a cartoon Callie that's just the way cartoons work you have to uh-huh. suspend your disbelief my disbelief for this channel this whole show your disbelief the kids. for this whole show yes my theories technically hmm my cartoon theories. Mm-hmm. Like, if something goes bad, the good guys will always win. Yes, these are what we call conventions. These are just uh, the normal things that happen in cartoon. And this is just normal storytelling conventions. And that's why. Just, it would be interesting if someone made a cartoon and the bad guys actually won. Yes, well, the thing about cartoons where that actually happens is they're usually made for. Younger kids? Much, much older people. Because if the bad guy wins, that's a pretty dark story. No. You know, like it's, it's realistic. Like at the end of uh what was that what was that Avengers movie? Um, With Thanos. Thanos the movie. No. It was uh, Infinity War? Is it called Infinity War? No. I don't know. The, 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 there was the Thanos movie. All I know is yeah, the snap. Okay, let me just look it up. Let me just Google it. That Marvel movie with Thanos. Um, not Endgame. Yeah, Infinity War. So, Infinity War is an example of just exactly what you're talking about. Where the bad guy won. And it was hilarious because it got to the end of that movie and... You know, he sits down, he's, he's accomplished his job, he's won, he's wiped out half the universe, and then it just cuts to the end credits, and in the theater, you would hear people say, what? <laughs> <laughs> because that is such a crazy thing to happen, is to have the bad guy actually win. Yeah, that's not going to happen on this episode. Well, no, it does happen once or twice in the course of this show, doesn't it? Where the bad guy wins. No. Like, for example, uh, the then, one about the, the quantum boogaloo in season two. Dr. D won that one. Okay, but that was because Perry died. Well, I mean. With, without Perry, yes. And so, see, it gets very dark. Now I think about it. But, like, usually in these kind of shows, they'll have, like, a part one and part two. The part one, usually the bad guy will win. Mm-hmm. Then in part two, the good guys will come in with backup and stuff like that. Yeah. And be like, ha we won. We yeah. win. Well, basically, nobody wants to watch a movie where the bad guy wins. I would. I don't think you would. I like how we went through talking about Phineas and Ferb 2, how, why the bad guy should win movies. Yes, we have definitely lost the thread a little bit here. So this is probably as good a time as any to end it. Callie. What are the people going to do if they want to send us an email and give us their thoughts on why I wasn't able to remember the name of that Avengers movie? The people can message us at callieandherdad at gmail.com. That's right. And if you actually figured out what I said, congratulations. And Because uh, I said it really fast. You know, so. it, it Ferb, Ferb also has some news about movies for us. I hear there's a new version of Jane Eyre in the offing. So that's something we might check out. 
search it, search it, search it, search it, search it, search it like really quick.